Okay, hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the Silent Grind podcast. So this week we're going to take a little break from talking about getting better at basketball and seeing as gyms are reopening around the country, we're going to talk about how to build your own gym program and how to select exercises based on your uh, point in your gym lifting career and what you need to work on. Okay, so let's get straight into it. So the first thing you need to do before you design any kind of a gym program is to list your priorities. So these can be things you want to work on, like weakness you already have, or just like things you want to focus on yourself. So you're going to need to list roughly three to four things, no more than that, because it's very hard to kind of focus and get anything done if you're trying to work on like seven, eight, nine, ten different things at one time. So, for example, if you're the whole time getting pushed off the ball in football or you struggle to take contact playing football or basketball, you should really be focusing on things like getting stronger and maybe building a bit more muscle mass. Or if you struggle to like get by defenders or you're constantly being blown by or beaten to the ball, you need to focus on building, you know, working on speed and explosiveness. There are just two examples. There's loads of other things but like like I said, keep it simple and keep it small. It doesn't have to be, you know, over the top crazy complicated and a long list of things. Okay, so now that you have a list of things you you want to work on, we need to talk about one thing and it's a mistake that a lot of people make that are kind of sports players or athletes when they start going to the gym is they train like a bodybuilder instead of training for athletic performance. Now, from the outside, you might think there's a big difference, but there actually is when you get into it. Like, a bodybuilder doesn't train to be good at playing the sport, apart from bodybuilding, and a sports player shouldn't be training to look like a bodybuilder. You know, they're not going to be stepping on stage. Equally, a a bodybuilder isn't, you know, preparing to go out on the football field on Sunday morning. So they shouldn't be training like each other. You know, the main goal of an athlete isn't to look good or to look swole and like have, you know, bulging biceps and shoulders. Sure, it's it's good to look good. Everybody wants to look good. But the main focus is really to improve your performance. So like you're more than likely if you're building muscle, you're building it because you need a bit more size so you can, you know, stand your ground when you're playing your sport you're not building it you know most of the time to look good looking good is a byproduct of you know focusing on what you need to work on and what i mean by like bodybuilding isn't the same as performance training like so what i mean by this is like bodybuilding and uh, training for performance are different like in a couple of ways you know, bodybuilders use a lot more kind of higher reps, um, you know, sarcoplasmic, hypertrophy kind of stuff, which basically just means they're doing things to get bigger, not really to get stronger, to get faster. So, like, they're, you know, they're doing a lot more hypertrophy kind of work to break down the muscles to make them, you know, bigger and, like, look bigger. Whereas with athletic performance, you're trying to, like, be as efficient as possible and like almost do as little as possible to gain maximum gains 
in your performance so that you're not kind of affecting your other work. So like with athletic performance training, you're using plyometrics to, in a minimal dose, like as minimal as possible and as effective as possible, to, you know, jump higher, move better, run faster, sprint faster. Whereas if you were a bodybuilder, you're not really using plyometrics for that. You're more than likely going to be using things like box jumps and bounds and stuff as part of a circuit to try burn body fat. So like you're going to go completely overkill on them, whereas with a, an athlete, you want to keep it as small and as efficient as possible. So when it comes to building a program to improve your athletic performance, you need to do your research. You need to either like get your research or get your knowledge from you know reputable places like blogs or people off of youtube or like you know actual trainers that you know and not just kind of following the first thing you see so really good people to pay attention to are pgf performance um chris bernard and by any means so i'm going to talk about each of them individually and kind of differences between them like those three people are probably three of the best known people when it comes to performance training like period but each of them is suited better to different people and different sports so we're just going to talk about like which one maybe you should pay more attention to and stuff like that okay so i'm going to start with chris bernard Um, you can find him on instagram and youtube and probably a couple of other places under the name overtime athletes Um. He he's great to follow for like no matter what sports you play because a lot of he works with a lot of um athletes from different sports, you know, American football, basketball, baseball, um sometimes MMA fighters, that kind of stuff. So you can find a lot of really broad um knowledge on sports performance training and it's really easy to follow and apply. He also has quite a lot of like really strong and good programs. Again, they're not specific to a sport as such, but they will like improve your overall athletic performance and you know your strength and what you want if you're really only starting to get into like going to a gym. You want to kind of keep it a bit more generic instead of getting really specific. And his programs are great for that if you like don't trust yourself to design your own program or you don't have the knowledge or you know it's good to follow someone else's program because like i said people like chris renard they've been doing this for years and they're known around the world for like what they do so he's he's probably where i'd start next then we're gonna have we're talking about paul fabriates of pjf performance he is a wizard when it comes to basketball performance training he is like the number one guy in the world for basketball performance training. Like he's James Harden's trainer. He's Joel Embiid's trainer. He was with Shabazz Napier when he won one most improved player of the year. Um, like he's had loads of ton- he's had tons of high level NBA players. Um. Now, unlike Chris Bernard, he t- kind of talks a bit more in depth of the sports science and stuff but 
it's still pretty understandable like especially when you get that basic knowledge of certain things um you can you can figure it out but like it it is he is a bit trickier to understand compared to chris who makes things kind of a lot simpler and a lot more for the common person um but yeah like chris or paul (laughs) has a couple of like really really solid programs as well his most famous one that's out right now is the vert code elite and the vert code they are like the best vertical jump training program and you know athletic performance programs for basketball right now and like they do for a lot of sports as well but he is very very focused at improving your athleticism and skill for basketball over everything else finally Myers Coleman of by any means basketball again he's like a really up-and-coming person when it comes to sports performance and you know tying it into basketball but again he drops a lot of knowledge on Instagram especially and YouTube that's easy to understand and like you know you can apply it almost straight away so yeah I would check the three of those out and like I said if you like don't trust yourself to build a solid program or you just like you have all the knowledge but you can't figure out how to put it together investing in a program made by someone like that is not a bad idea because like you know trying to make your own program and like just putting random stuff here and there and like doing random stuff you're more likely going to end up getting injured because you know athletic performance there is a lot of kind of there are ways you do things you know like there's a certain order you do most things in to make sure you do it safely and get the most out like say plyometrics for example there is a specific order um to programming plyometrics so you can you know get the most out of them for example like you do your you learn how to absorb force first then you learn how to kind of like plug the leaks of like where you lose force and then you kind of learn how to produce force and then you kind of learn how to you know put it all together so you can be springy and elastic you can absorb force quickly and then reproduce force the same comes to you know just making producing power and like getting stronger and stuff there are ways you program your lifts and all these other small little things so you can get the most out of it it's not like a bodybuilding program where like you can kind of start anywhere with a bodybuilding program you know you could go in tomorrow and say okay i'm gonna do these four upper body exercises these four lower body exercises and say in a month's time you could do a completely different four and four and it's not really going to affect you as much because you know you're doing it at the end of the day to get strong like to look better so it's you know your performance it doesn't really make a difference what order you do it in because it's not going to like affect your you know how you move or perform in any particular way they're they're all going to make you look better at the end of the day so that's why like doing your research 
and you know really focusing on athletic performance training more than bodybuilding i'm not saying you can't do both because like obviously if you're trying to get a bit stronger and put on a bit of size you will be following a bit more bodybuilding stuff but it shouldn't be purely bodybuilding if you're a an athlete because like you know with, with bodybuilding for example you're focusing a lot on building a muscle group whereas with athletic performance you're focusing on improving the function of a muscle group it's not about what it looks like exactly it's more about like how it works so if you're focusing on how it looks chances are you're not really making it work better like say in the bodybuilding world for example there's a big kind of with with men in particular there's a big kind of emphasis on making the quads look good whereas when it comes to athletic performance you uh, you don't really want the quads to be like dominant like they would be in a bodybuilder you want the glutes and the hamstrings to be a lot more dominant so they can you know help you absorb more force help you jump higher all this kind of stuff but it's just down to different training parameters and different styles of training depending on like what your goals are so now with your priorities listed out and knowing that you're training for athletic performance and not bodybuilding what things you actually need to focus on or like what should be staples of your program to actually improve performance any good athletic performance program should do a couple of things it should reduce your (laughs) it should reduce your injury risk so like you know your risk of say maybe pulling a hamstring or like getting tendonitis or even like spraining an ankle all these things it should reduce your risk of injuries um it should improve your athleticism, you know, your ability to sprint, ability to jump, ability to move. And it should build strength, power and robustness. You know, you should be able to take contact. You should be getting injured less, you know, all those kind of things like we spoke about. So four things you need to include in your program and progress that you wouldn't really get from a bodybuilding program um to improve performance are you need to train propri sorry this is a tricky word it gets me every time proprioception so what that basically means is your body's awareness in space so you know it's kind of your balance and stability so stuff like you know standing on one ankle um leg pendulum swings all this kind of stuff to like you know work on your stability and balance that's proprioception that's you know improving your body's awareness of how it moves and how it like moves and in space another really important thing that's often overlooked is building core strength and there are two ways you need to do this you need to do this through flexion exercises and anti-flexion exercises so flexion basically means like building the strength through its range of motion and anti-flexion then is kind of like your core's ability to stay tight and move as little as possible 
the anti-flexion is the one that will give you like the stability say when you get hit in the air and stuff like that so you're not thrown completely off balance so with these you need for flexion you need to have rotation exercises which is basically like your trunk's ability to kind of rotate side to side you need to have lateral flexion exercises which is kind of like you know your obliques that kind of training stuff and then you ha need to have extension which is basically like your ability to extend your lower back you know kind of like a superman movement that's uh, an extension exercises exercise then you need to have anti-flexion as well which is kind of the opposite it's like making your body like not no sorry that's the wrong way of describing it anti-flexion is like you're training your body to resist um moving like training your body to resist going through that range of motion so say like if i was to push you anti-flexion would be like instead of you can be completely thrown to the side you would stay tight and be able to absorb that contact and kind of go on that's anti-flexion so you need to train anti-rotation anti-flexion which would be kind of like a side plank and then anti-extension which would be any kind of plank variation that kind of stuff where your core is tight and you're not moving you're resisting being moved that's anti-flexion next you need to have strength and power training so this is literally just getting stronger you know heavy lifts and stuff and then eventually progressing that to you know producing power so things kind of like olympic lift variations you know power cleans um dumbbell snatches overheads push presses this kind of stuff where you're producing power and you know you're building strength now with this you don't need to go absolutely crazy overboard you know you're not a power lifter or an olympic lifter you just need to be strong enough where you can stand your ground and you know you need relative strength strong enough for your body that you're not going to get thrown around the place you know you're not trying to get absolutely jacked to like lift half a ton or something like that you remember athletic performance is all about training to move better on the field or court or track or whatever you do it's not about getting good at performing in the weight room or like looking good it's about moving better so you know even though you're going to like be training heavy to get strong and you know produce build more power for you know a better power output it's not the be all and end all you know being really strong doesn't mean you're going to be really fast or jump really high sure up to a certain point it's going to like make you run faster and jump higher but like if it was the case of just getting really strong and make you fast and jump high like people like larry wheels would be you know have a, like a 50 inch vertical he doesn't it's a small part of a training program that you know eventually that will lead to more um performance gains down the line you know you need to build strength to build like 
to firstly build those fast twitch muscle fibers which is what you need to to um you know get faster run jump higher but eventually like you need to train more for power than for strength but like we'll get into that in a much later stage right now we're talking about like just the basics of building your own program but one thing I want to say before you go in and start training to squat and lift as heavy as you can is like you need to progress up to or down to that so like if you're only new to the gym going in and doing like four sets of four back squat as heavy as you can is just not like gonna do you any good keep your reps fairly high and like build that technique and then as you get stronger you can you'll eventually start to you know lower the reps and higher the weight but again that's a completely different conversation that we're going to have another podcast because there's a lot more that goes into you know rep ranges and sets and like training for different types of muscle fibers so we're going to get into that in another podcast finally then is you're going to have plyometrics um you know when it comes to plyometrics for athletic performance like i said you want as little as possible of them but you want them to be as effect as effective as possible you know you're not trying to burn fat or burn out muscles with plyometrics for athletic performance you're trying to train you know your body to be able to absorb more force and produce more force more quickly that's what you're using plyometrics for so you want to do like you three sets of five for almost any plyometric exercise with about a minute or two minutes rest in between sets like that's it you're not trying to go for like you know 30 box jumps in a row like you're at nothing you know on any given day of your gym program you should have no more than 15 minutes of plyometrics that's it you don't need any more like any more than that you're just putting yourself at a higher risk of injury because you're going to overload your body like you know take into consideration as well like you're going to be playing you know basketball or football or something and every time you jump and sprint and run like they're all extra plyometrics on top of what you're doing in the gym and like if you're doing say an hour of plyometrics and then an hour of lifting or something crazy like that's all more stress you put on your body because like plyometrics are stressful to the body that's what you want to do as little as possible and get as much as you can out of them again in the future we're going to go into actually programming plyometrics and programming like how to get stronger and how to produce more power and stuff but like today we're just focusing on what you need in a program so like like everything you know do your research when it comes to plyometrics and you know strength exercises and progressing getting stronger and bigger because like you don't want to just start doing random stuff and like in a year or two time either be injured or looking back and like having to try to go back to the beginning and completely like build a new program because you messed up from the beginning try get it right now by either like doing a lot of research or invest in the program 
or a trainer like who knows what they're doing rather than just going out and doing something because you think it's right if you think it's right and you're not like a hundred percent sure check with someone you know even if it's you know like just find some trainer or someone that you know has a knowledge of training for sports preferably and like check with them because a lot of times like you can be doing crazy shit and i've done it that's the way i know and like it can be completely wrong so just like don't jump the gun take your time when you're building a program because you know you may only get one chance you know if you like mess up and you do way too much plyometrics or you start like trying to lift heavy weight way too early you are more likely going to get injured down the line. Like what happened to me, I ended up getting, you know, I ended up getting problems with my knee. That that was what happened to me because I didn't, I was a bit too young and doing like stuff that I should be doing when I'm a bit older and have a bit more kind of, you know, training under my belt. But I jumped the gun way too early and as a result, I got injured. So that's what I'm saying. You know, take your time and, you know, do a lot of research and, like, if you're not sure, just check with someone. Check with me, check with another trainer, check with someone in your gym, check with someone who knows what they're doing. And in any given workout, you should, like, roughly have, say, three, maybe four plyometric exercises and you know roughly six strength exercises is enough you know like anything more than that you're going to be spending a really long time in the gym first of all and by the time you get to like the sixth or seventh exercise like if you've been working hard throughout your workout you're going to be tired so like that last you know exercise or two you're going to be getting like minimal returns because you know you're gassed out and like you're not going to be able to put a lot of effort into it so three to four plyometric exercises and six to seven then weightlifting exercises like that's plenty you you don't really need any more than that you know with a with a warm-up and maybe like a cool down after you know like an hour hour and a half workout is perfect you don't want to be going over that really because you're just going to be like wore out so you are and you're going to be putting a lot of stress on your body if you're doing any more than that. Okay, so one other thing I want to speak about it that kind of ties into building your own program is exercise selection. So, you know, picking exercises based on your needs and priorities and, you know, your your training age, like how long you've been lifting or working out. I actually did a blog on this last week, I think. So it'd be a really good read as well. There's a lot of, you know, in-depth information in that because I'm going to kind of more so just fly through this. I'm not going to get too in-depth because I have put a blog out on it. I highly recommend you check that out. And over the past few weeks on my TikTok and Instagram, I've been putting out, like, tutorials of exercises that's still going we're getting into more like weightlifting exercises now we've we went through a lot of like body weight exercises so like they were all being posted with the idea of kind of building up to this podcast and the next couple and my blog 
to help you put your own programs together. So if you're new to weightlifting and working out, I would highly recommend that you start with body weight. Like I said earlier, you know, you're trying to build relative strength um, with as minimal a dose as possible. You know, you want to get the most out of doing as little as possible to put the least amount of stress in your body as possible. And body weight is a great place to start with that. You know, you're going to build, you're going to build, you know, body weight strength. So you're going to be, you know, strong enough to hold up your own body. You're going to, it's not very taxing on your body as like, you know, like doing three sets of 10 press-ups with your body weight is a lot less taxing than doing three sets of 10 of a bench press, for example. But like you can still get a lot out of doing press ups and pull ups and bodyweight squats and lunges if you're at the beginning of your, you know, kind of getting into weightlifting. It's going to give you a really good um, foundation for technique and like strength. Like if you can if you can get that technique, you know, perfect with strength and get strong enough to where like bodyweight is too easy like you've built a really really solid base for yourself to start off with weightlifting like a lot of times when people kind of jump the gun and they jump straight into weightlifting they're they're trying to learn a new movement and they're trying to kind of figure out you know they're learning a new movement and they're trying to bear the burden of a weight on them as well like i see people the whole time new to a gym and like They've, they've never learned how to squat properly before and all of a sudden they walk in and try to squat with a barbell on their back and weights on the bar and it's just going to like end in <laughs> it's going to end in tears it's going to end with someone getting him getting injured and like a personal trainer losing a client because they, they've got injured so you need to just focus on body weight get the technique right and then when you get body weight strong, you can start getting into lifting weights, you know, start with the dumbbells, work your way up to barbells, but don't jump the gun. Milk that lowest system load. Get the most out of doing as little as possible so you put as little stress in your body as possible and get the most gains out of that you can. And like, you know, if you can get body weight strong, your ligaments and tendons and all that, and all those smaller stabilizer muscles that don't really get worked by weightlifting they're all going to be strong so like at the end of the day you're reducing your risk of injury much more and like you're you know giving yourself a really really good you know foundation to start off of i would say once you get to kind of comfortable doing three sets of 12 to 15 reps with good form of ex bodyweight exercises it could be a good time it would be a good time then to start looking to maybe add a little bit of weight so say if you can do three sets of 15 squats with really good form three sets of 15 lunges on each leg with good form um you know the same goes for pull-ups same goes for push-ups and um, single leg squats what else have we got lateral lunges glute raises um, an inverted row 
which is an exercise I'm going to have on my Instagram in a couple of days. I love that exercise. It's really challenging, really good for your back. But like once you can get three sets of 12 to 15 reps, like you have a really, really solid base to start from. That means like, you know, you're strong enough to hold up your own body weight and you have good technique. So that's, you know, that's what you should be aiming for to start. So like I said, once you get body weight strong and you've good technique, then it's a good time to start adding weight. This can be simple in the beginning as like say grabbing a 2kg or two 2kg water bottles and maybe squatting or lunging with them or like putting a school bag in your back with a couple of books on it and doing squats or push-ups. It doesn't have to be like jumping straight into a gym. But if that's what you want to do, you can go into a gym and start lifting, you know, start at the bottom of the rack, start light enough, you know, still focusing on form, still kept keeping your reps high enough, you kind of go on, you know, three sets of 10 to 12, because at the beginning of tra- your training life, you would really be focusing on building a bit more size than strength, you know, you're going to gain a lot of both because you're only new to it. But keep the reps that bit higher so you can focus on building good technique more so than strength. The strength will come with good technique and as you progressively lift a bit more weight. So like when you start lifting weights what you really want to be building your programs around is building strength in the compound movements. So these are like your bench press, your squat, your lunge, your um, overhead press, your glute raise, your barbell roll, your deadlift, you know, a compound movement is one that works multiple muscle groups and works across multiple joints, so like if you're doing say a squat for example, your knee, hips and ankles and you know you could even say your shoulders to a certain degree are all working to perform that movement you know so that's you want to be focusing around those exercises that will work multiple muscle groups and move across multiple joints so you can like really get strong and get big um you know quick because they're they're the ones that will give you that those big strength gains and then once you're comfortable with them it'd be a good idea to start looking at more auxiliary lifts so an auxiliary lift or, or sometimes called accessory lifts so these would be kind of more your things say like maybe like a dumbbell squat or a dumbbell lunge or a single leg uh, squat or kind of like a a dumbbell fly or a cable fly, these things that work other smaller muscle groups that aren't, you know, the main muscle main muscles main movers of your body. So when it comes to the compound movements, they're the ones where you want to be putting the the most effort into. So like you want to do that first. So say maybe on a leg day, you're gonna do squats for example squat like say squat is the main lift of the day after you do your 15 minutes of plyometrics at the start then do your squat work like that squat exercise 
where you're putting like your most effort into it and then you can move into a couple of other like auxiliary movements you know smaller movements say working the calves working you know the the quads maybe like kind of separately or doing stuff to work the lateral side of the hips or kind of like lateral lunges to work on that change of direction and stuff smaller exercises that you know help the bigger ones is essentially what an auxiliary or accessory lift does and when you start like an into lifting and stuff like i said keep it as kind of generic and stuff as possible you know don't be training just for basketball or football train to get better at jumping and sprinting and moving in general and then as you get older say like two or three or four years into like lifting weights you can start to get a bit more specific to your sport once you build a really solid base already you don't want to do that from the beginning because you'll miss out on building a lot of other qualities that will like help you almost more than getting specific to your sport and another thing then as well like if you're only getting into weightlifting and building your own program like it doesn't have to be really complicated you know you don't have to go through a load of specific different phases of a program like someone who's been training for a while would just get the basics get the fundamentals in there get your strength work in get your core work in get your you know proprioception work in and get a little bit of plyometric work in again you don't need to go over the top on that at the beginning um, but like you don't have to kind of get into more advanced stuff like triphasic training for example or like just having a load of different training phases and training blocks you know you just really want to be focusing on getting stronger and reducing injury at the start we'll do another podcast or two in a while on like for more advanced kind of stuff more advanced programming and a lot more in detail but today i just wanted to kind of get the basics out there and you know just what your programs should be built off of fundamentally and like you know if you strip all the fancy stuff back in every program those fundamentals that we discussed today will be in every program like regardless you know they're always going to be there okay just to quickly like sum up what we spoke about today um number one you want to build strength through your compound movements and these can be compound movements in body weight and in you know weightlifting number two you want to include core work this is anti-flexion work and flexion work and number three which we actually didn't discuss um is find a split a training split that works for you so maybe you do two days a week of full um body workouts three days a week full body workouts four days a week of two upper two lower body or maybe six days a week with an upper body push upper body pull and then the legs and then you repeat that find something that works for you based on the time you have available and the amount of work you're already doing number four 
is include plyometric training but you know you don't have to go overboard and straight away focus on building strength first like you know building strength in you know your compound movements and once you're comfortable with them then maybe progress into plyometric training and finally as i always say make sure to include a warm-up and a cool down you know We've we've discussed this. I'm not going to go through this. If you don't warm up and cool down at this stage, you're an idiot. <laughs> okay, so make sure you get that in there. And that's it for today. I hope this helps. Um, you know, like I said, gyms are opening back up, and if you're new to weightlifting, they're really quiet right now because nobody wants to go to them. So if you're kind of nervous about getting in there, it's a great time to go now because there's nobody there's not a whole lot of people in there the equipment is all free and trainers will have more time to help you out so you know i would highly recommend getting into a gym now instead of trying to get into it in a couple months time when everybody's back so that's it for today lads um i hope this helps and yeah see you in the next one